Welcome to Kingdom Life Embassy. We're so glad you chose to tune in to another power-packed message by Dr. Maxwell Holland. If you are enjoying these podcasts, then connect with him on Facebook at Maxwell Holland. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. You shall walk through those open doors. Out of the 100,000 applicants in university, your name's coming up, baby. The favor of the Lord's upon you. You like no one else. Please remember that today. You are special. You're not like anybody else in this world. You must expect preferential treatment. You must expect God to treat you differently to the world. Because there's a door that the righteous must walk through. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 2. The year of the opening. Open the gates. Somebody say open the gates. For who? Come on, read with me. That the righteous nation, which keeps the truth, may enter in. That tells me you can go where no one else can go. Do you hold the truth? Are you the righteousness of God? Then you're supposed to enter into places no one can enter into. This is the year of the opening. God's going to do for you what no one else can get. Come on. David can open up those doors and enter into the palace. Because David is anointed. Hallelujah. And so I want to teach this morning on the infused life. Let me just touch a bit on the fasting. And just prophetically what it means to be in this season. Pastor Brian and Aaron, are you here? Brian, Brian's here? Oh, Aaron's here. Are you still saved? Do you still love Jesus? Don't bring that Cape Town style in here. I'll sort you out, my man. Happy New Year to you. God bless you. 2 Kings chapter 6. Verse 1. 2 Kings chapter 6 verse 1. Thank you for new technology this year. What do you say? Hallelujah. Then the young man who, 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6. And the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, See, if you do not see where you go into, you cannot possess it. Everything that God is trying to open, of all the things He's trying to open, He's trying to open up your eyes so you can see. You can see your future. I can't see us having a holiday in Rome. Don't worry, you never will. You need to see it. You need to see yourself driving it. You need to see yourself progressing. You need to see yourself promoted. You need to see yourself walking in dominion. You need to see yourself walking in favor. You need to see it. That's why we have the Word of God. Why? The Word lets you see what the world can't let you see. He says, see. See now, the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. There shall be a breakthrough over Kingdom Life Embassy. See now, we're looking for more chairs. 
How about we create a new place for the whole church to come into? How about we take over the city? How about we move into the places because this place is too small for us? Is there anybody in agreement with me? We need to see the new place. We need to see where God's taking us as a church. He says, now see now, the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Please let us go to the Jordan and let every man take a beam from there. You must play your part this year. Let each man take a beam. Let each man carry his responsibility. Let each man carry his weight. You cannot be in a marriage not play your part. Your, your husband can't be doing everything. Your wife can't be carrying all the responsibility while you're watching TV. There's got to be a, you play your part and I'll play mine. Hallelujah. We, we were celebrating my daughter's birthday and we were having a conversation with some of the people we were around. And I was just sharing with them that, you know, you've got to meet me halfway. So Pastor Z had spent our holidays a couple of days in Cape Town. And I was in Joburg and we were missing each other. We were dating. And so we decided that, look, she said, look, my holiday is over here. I need to get back home. But there's no lift back home. There's no way I can get back to Johannesburg. And of course, you know, when you're broke, busted and disgusted, I mean, you're trying to make a plan with everything. And so she says, but there is a lift from here to Kimberley. Can you meet me halfway? Of course. I've, what, that's a marriage. I've got to go, I've got to meet you halfway. I've got to go and go and do my part. You play your part, I play my part. This is ministry. This is the same for leadership. You must be able to can carry a beam. How else are you going to build a life if you're sitting back and doing nothing, not developing, not growing? How do you expect God to do His part if you don't do yours? Hallelujah. And let us make there a place where we may dwell. So we answered, Go. There'll be a go in this church. There'll be a breakthrough for you this year. God is opening up a door and there is a go in my spirit. That's what I sense for somebody that has been doubting, is this God, should I, shouldn't I? I am telling you that it's time for you to go. But this is what he does. Listen to the wisdom. Then one said, please consent to go with your servants. So these guys want to build something. And they need to go to a bigger place. But one of them uses the wisdom of God and says, we're not going to move outside of the prophetic word. He said, go, but he says, no, I'm not going without the word. We don't transition from year to year. We transition through the word of God. Watch now. He answered, I will go. So he went with them, and when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. But as one was cutting down a tree, the iron axe fell, head fell into the water. And he cried out and said, alas, master, for it was borrowed. You need to understand the importance of when God brings you into this company of believers. When he brings you into the church. There is stuff that you have to borrow wherever you're going. It's a borrowed anointing. I don't get it when people come and try and correct what elders and leaders must do in the church. When they've just entered the church. Doesn't make sense. Do you not know that we paid a price for the last 50, 15 years to be here? We didn't borrow it. We started in a double garage and we had to lay our lives down. And God had to develop us. 
we didn't just arrive here. There was fasting and praying and sacrifices. Why? It's not, you can't build your life on a borrowed anointing. For a season, God will let you do, allow you to borrow from the fasting. Someone else's prayers has saved you. But you can't live that way. You must carry your beam this season. You must come into fasting and praying yourself this year. You've got to get up and go to prayers on a Wednesday night. Wednesday night is teaching and training from 6 to 8.30 every Wednesday. We're going to be training up and developing and praying. So for the first hour from 6 to 7, we are praying. From 7 o'clock, we're teaching. And we're going to be developing you. So this is you carrying your beam. You can't allow everybody else to pray for you. You must carry a beam. You must carry yours. We're going somewhere, but we need everybody to play their part. You can't depend upon my prayers anymore. I mean, we're here and we're borrowing and we're drawing from. And we all do that in seasons because we need to go. But there's a time where I've got to grow up. I've got to stand on my own two feet. Spiritually, some people are just lame. They just haven't gone and grown anywhere. They don't know scriptures, the enemy attacks them, and they don't know who they are, and it becomes a real problem for their destiny. And he says, so the man of God said, where did it fall? And he showed him the place. So he cut off a stick and threw it in there and made the iron float. He says, pick it up for who? Yourself. I'm going to teach you how to pick this thing up for yourself. We're going to teach you how to walk with the anointing. That you're not going to go and wait for the prophet to give you a word and sow your money and run after major one and two and three and five and find everybody else. You are anointed. There is something on the inside of you that this world needs. Stop trying to look for it in someone else. Look at yourself and say, it's in me. Say, the solution's in me. Stop allowing the world to control you, man. And the enemy to tell you how much you can eat and where you can go and where you can live and how much you can earn. And this is the only jobs. And you keep looking to the newspapers to determine where you can go and what you can accomplish. The devil is a liar. There are anointed sons and daughters in this house that are a solution to this world. I need a stronger amen from you this morning. Rebuke this thing in Jesus' name. Come on. All right. So remember that there is a go. But you cannot go there by yourself. Because where God is taking you, you're going to need the anointing. God will never give you a future that makes him obsolete in your life. Never. The Bible says about, uh, about Joshua, uh, Joseph, it says, And God was with him, and he was a successful man. It's not your degree. It's not your business. You better have God with you. And the prophetic word upon your life. So that you can walk in victory. Please say amen. So I want to speak to you this morning. Uh, let's, let's just touch a bit on the doors. Some of the doors. Because I want to prepare you for this door of where you're going to. And you need to know that not all doors operate the same. So some doors, you need a key. Other doors, you need a code for it to open. Some doors need a fingerprint, your identity. You need to know who you are so you can walk in a certain, through certain doors. There are other doors that you need a doorkeeper who opens the door for you. There are other doors that there's voice recognition. There's others that have got a people 
And then you got to put your face there. So people can recognize it's you. Not all doors open the same way. And the problem with the church is that I only know how to pray. And I command this thing. There is a place for that. Because those are certain doors where the enemy is trying to stop you. And you've got to put your identity. You need to know who you are to walk through those doors. I'm preparing you for them. There are other doors that you just need to smile and be kind. Because if you're coming there and you see this, they're going to look at your face. Can you just smile with your neighbor? Just smile. Just show, show them some teeth. Yeah, don't, 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 don't get all spiritual because it's fasting time. Now you're going to get all dry like a prune and not smile. The Bible says, wash your face. Put, put some Vaseline. The Bible says, put Vaseline. Don't it look so dry. Amen. The world, if, if, you, if you want the world to reward you, then go and show them what you look like when you fast. But if you want your reward to come from the Lord, don't let the world even know that you're fasting. And so, you're coming into a season now where you need to understand that not all doors open the same way. I'm telling you, some people, the doors will forever stay shut to them because they're just not nice people. Just not nice people. You've got all the skill, you've got all the experience, but you can't even smile. And ladies, I'm speaking to you, those that are single. Because the doors are shut because you're just unfriendly. The Bible says you want friends. Then show yourself friendly. Uh, is someone going to laugh this morning in this church or smile or, or something? I, oh, I mean, you came to church and it's just so tight. No, you've got to learn how to smile. Amen. 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 You, you, you know... Some doors, you need to remember that there's big doors going to open for people. But big doors often swing on small hinges. If you don't treat the hinge well. Let me give you an example. You know that my relationship with Dr. Bill Winston never came through me. I want a relationship with Dr. Winston. It came through his right-hand lady. My name is Dolores. Dr. Dolores is my good friend. She's the one whispering in Dr. Winston's ears. Don't go there. Go with Pastor Max. She's the one that brought me before him. And sometimes it's nice just to show the people that they're the hinge. They're not even the main attraction. But they're the ones that, are, you know, just put some oil on the hinge. I didn't say grease their palms. I said, just put some, buy a gift and be kind and be nice. Because we're asking God to open up doors. It's the year of the opening, but some of you need to realize that sometimes you enter into a place that you're not even qualified for because someone else has been praying for you. Stop acting like it's all about you. There are more doors. You know, some people are so depressed because that's the only door they can walk through. Because they burnt every other bridge. They don't know how to treat people well. They don't know the, anything about the Bible. They don't know how to press the right code. They just don't have the key. Someone else sometimes has got the key. But you need to learn how that there's a door for me. But there's different ways that God's going to do it. The only way you're going to know how to handle that door. Every single day. Is by asking the Holy Spirit. 
Because he knows who's in charge. He knows what the code is. He knows how to treat people. I mean, it's got to be a whole new day, right? Some of you don't like Indian people, yet they're sitting with the money. You've got to deal with your prejudices. Because God's going to bless you through a vessel you don't like. Can I preach this morning? He's going to bless you. He's, he's going to leave the stuff with a vessel that the packaging you don't like. I never do business with colored people. You better deal with your prejudices because they're going to keep the door shut. God wants to send you to places that number one, you can't even afford and to deal with devils that will whoop you in the natural. But you a child of favor. You a child that is different to anybody else. Why? You're not driven by circumstances. These doors that God's going to open, the Bible says, I'm going to open up a door that no man can shut. Say, that's for me. Now say, amen. So, glory be to Jesus. The infused life. I want to show you this morning that I touched on it last week, understanding the importance of the great I am. The infused life. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10, please. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. I've, I've got a couple of things I'm going to read from the, from the Passion Translation for you. And I want you to see it. So it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So it says we don't wrestle but we, against flesh and blood, but we do wrestle. We're in a fight, but we're not fighting people. Tell your neighbor, get out of strife, get out of strife, get out of strife. Because we're not fighting people. We're in a fight, but it's a spiritual fight. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So there is an atmosphere, there is a place where demonic forces are trying to hinder you from entering through the door an opening that God has got for you. But you must learn how to develop your spirit man to number one, identify the greatest gift you're going to need in this season is the gift of discernment. You're going to have to discern who's the right relationships, who to have in your boat, who, where, which, which business deals to take, who's the scallops around the business table, or who's the, around the board table, who is the ones that's trying to derail your destiny. You're going to have to walk with the gift of discernment. Who do I bring in my inner circle? Who do I have sitting around? The, who do I position in the ministry? Which way do I go? What do I do? I need the Holy Spirit everything that you've got to do now is that you're going to have to know what the Holy Spirit is saying. If you do not don't know that, you will spend another decade chasing after deals and your flesh being satisfied. So you're taking up the whole armor of God because there, is, there are demonic forces you have got to deal with. Listen to the Passion Translation. It says, Now my beloved ones, I've saved these most important truths for last. He says, be, spiritual, be supernaturally 
infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of His explosive power flowing in and through you. Wow. Infused. This is what I've found out of the many definitions of infused. It means to give someone or something a particular quality. So you can take water and you can infuse it with a tea bag and the, the water is never the same. It's infused. So when Christ comes and He gives you His life, He infuses you and changes who you are forever. I said forever. You're dealing with an infused life, a life where you can use His power, where you can use His explosive power, He says, and your life can never be the same again. I'm dealing with the infused life this morning, the infused life. So Christ came to give us a certain quality of life. You cannot live an almost life serving an utmost God. Did you hear me? You cannot live an almost life. I almost got the breakthrough. But you're serving an utmost God. How can it be? I almost got my healing. I almost got my finances together. I almost got my mind together. I almost broke through from that, from that addiction. How can you live an almost life serving an utmost God? When God has come to give you life, He's come to infuse you, not with your ability, not with your strength, but with His anointing and with His power. It's called the infused life. How can your life ever be the same? How can you say, this is me? No, this is God working in and through me. And so this morning, we're going to touch on the infused life. God's opening up your eyes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A diet changes the way we look. A fast changes the way we see. The infused life lets you see differently. Oh my God, I don't see like I used to see. I don't handle life the way I used to handle. I don't get anxious about nonsense anymore. I don't get upset about people with people anymore. I don't get offended because someone said something. No, no, I'm not driven by circumstances. I'm led by the Spirit of God. This is a child that is infused with the life of God. How can you be broke? Let me preach. There's certain things in Matthew chapter 17 verse 21. There's certain things that, that will never leave you until you begin to enter a fast. They're struggling to, to, to deliver a young boy in Matthew chapter 17, verse 21. They're, trying, they're struggling to deliver a, a young boy and, and Jesus comes and the people say, well, your disciples tried to break, deliver this boy, but it's never worked. So Jesus says, oh, you have little faith. When he's alone with them, he says, how is it that you couldn't do this? Jesus said this. He says, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. There are certain things that demonic forces that will not leave your life until you choose to enter into a time of fasting and praying before the Lord. There's poverty that will remain around you and wrong relationships and addictions and the wrong relationships until you choose to pray. There are mindsets that are stopping us from becoming what God intended us to become. 
They're called strongholds. There's a way of thinking that is contrary to the word of God. You need to know some of you are dealing with such demonic pressure. There's, you know, one guy just called me up and said, Pastor, you need to pray for my marriage, man. My marriage is in real trouble because every year there's something that comes up with my wife and there's challenges in my home and I don't get it. This guy does not come out except through prayer and fasting. Some of you need to look at your cycles in your life every time when it comes to your, just at the, at the brink of your breakthrough, you have a breakdown. You quit right at the entrance of your breakthrough every single time. 21 days is where we are going this time. And you're going to train your spirit how to believe God and break through. You're more than what you are right now. You're more than what the world has told you that you are. You are more than your flesh. Please say an amen in this place. You can be the first that goes to university. You can be the first that starts the business. You can be the first multimillionaire in your home. You can be the first that is debt-free in your house. You are the first that will own your own property. The days of you renting are over. The days of you walking with addictions are over. The days of you and your family gambling are over. The days of you looking to the lotto for your breakthrough is over. There is a season. You are not going to go and look for, to, to the stars. I mean, we went, we went for dinner and we're sitting and we're having a conversation and we're praying for Taz. It's her birthday. We're celebrating her. And, and, and the next table next to us is another man that is also, he's, it's his birthday as well. And so they're looking at us and the food comes and we begin to pray. And they, wow, okay. And he gets up, he says, um, you born again? I say, yeah. He says, you know what, I got born again in, in Rayma in 1919. So you won't know the guy anyway. And so he says, gets in conversation. He says, you know, last year was really a tough year. Because me and you, he's speaking now to my daughter. We both what? Is it Capricorn? What's it? In Sagittarius? I don't know what it is. Oh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. And so he says, but you see what he told us there about how the year's going to be. So, you know, I'm born again. So I, I only take the good things they say. I'm like, alrighty, dude. Because, you know, you, you, know you, you saw it last year. It was a tough year. I say, not by me. Not on my daughter. She traveled the seas. And she was born in January. She had a breakthrough. She walked in divine health. She had constant breakthroughs. She's got new businesses. And she was born in January. The question is, who are you believing? Whose report will you believe? Who are you looking to? Come on, somebody. It's time for you to break from the, what the world is telling you who you are. Not in your house. No poverty in your house. No depression in your house. Don't let the world tell you. Don't let the news and the media sell you a story. Hallelujah. So, you need to understand the reason why this is so important, this moment is important. Because the Bible says to everything, there is a season. If you never got your payday yet, you must buy the book. A time for every purpose under heaven. So times are preparations for your season. God gives you time to prepare you for your season. Is there anybody trusting God for a great season? That means a new door must open to you. That's why we're fasting and praying. 
Because when we walk through that door, we're not coming back again. You're never coming back to poverty. Hallelujah. So let's get into this. So the infused life is the life that God gave Adam. His whole life was infused with God. Adam never went to UJ. He never needed a distinction and a bachelor's pass. He needed God. And God was enough for him. Adam lived in an environment created by the I am, the great I am. He was because God was with him. When sin entered in, his eyes were opened to a world without the I am. As long as God was with Adam, Adam had no need. Adam was not weak. Adam was fruitful. Adam was alive. Adam had life. Adam had peace. Adam walked and talked with God. Adam was walking in dominion. He was large and in charge because he was surrounded by the great I am. God creates the environment for Adam to live in and Adam is fruitful in that environment. He's infused with God, the God factor. When he sins, the environment lifts and Adam finds himself naked and afraid and ashamed. So anytime you don't have the great I am, you have no peace. You got no provision. You don't know what your assignment is. You have no purpose. There's no fruitfulness. There's no dominion. There's no rulership. You're living in constant fear and shame. Always having to find another job. Always having to beg other people. Always to ask someone, someone else to make a plan. Always broke. Why? Because the environment, there's something lacking in the environment. So Jesus comes. And in John chapter 8 verse 51. They're having an argument. The Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they're questioning Jesus, who Jesus is. And so, he says, most assuredly I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. Wow. If he is in an environment where my word is, he'll never, ex he'll never see death. Keep going. Then the Jews said to him, now we know that you have a demon. couple of things I'm vacillating about playing, playing over what we need to be dealing with on Wednesday nights. I got a session I want to teach on demons, doctrines, disciplines, and desire. And then I want to touch on some things concerning the tabernacle of Moses versus the tabernacle of David. And ba the Bible says in the book of Acts that they're going to raise up the, the tabernacle of David. So we trust in God. Wednesday nights is going to be really powerful. You've got to be here. Now the Jews said to him, now we know that you have a demon. He says, now they're focusing on their father. They say, Abraham is dead and the prophets. And you say, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never taste death. He says, now you understand that you can't be from God because our father Abraham died. And you say, anybody who keeps my word will never taste death. 
He says, are you greater than our father Abraham who is dead? And the prophets are dead. Who do you make yourself out to be? Who do you think you are? They're questioning his identity. Jesus answered, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It's my father who honors me of whom you say that he is your God. My father, you claiming to be your God. They're like, hold up. Yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I say I do not know him, I shall be a liar like you. But I do know him and I keep his word. It means I've, kept, I've built an environment where the word is all that I focus on. It's the I am. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad. He says, then the Jews said to him, you're not yet 50 years old and you have seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, come on, read with me. Most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Because his name is the great I am. So Moses, he's sending Moses out. And he says to him, let's deal with Abraham. We'll get back to Moses now. So look at this God. And we, we're dealing with God and how, what God's name is. When he sends Moses out, he says, who, who should I say sent me? He says, I am. Tell them I am sent you. Let me give it to you, and I can come back to this piece. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. The book of Exodus. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Exodus chapter 3, verse 13. Then Moses said to God, Okay, you want me to go to these people? Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am sent me to you. Look how powerful this thing is in the King James Version. Have a look at the King James Version. And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. I am that I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. This is how you must read it. Another preacher helped us. When you speak about, the, he says, I am that. So he says, when you're walking and you're going through into Egypt, and you need healing. I am that. I, I, I'm going to need a financial breakthrough. I am that. I'm going to need a breakthrough in my addiction. I am that. What is his name? He says, I am that. Whatever your family needs in this season. God is saying, I am that. I need a breakthrough in this season. God, I am that. Come on, say it with me. Say, I am that what God is saying, whatever your family is need of, if you need an answer of which way to go, you need you don't have wisdom for your situation. God is saying, I am 
that. I am the wisdom that you need. I am the healing that you need. I am the breakthrough that you need. I am the, the business partner that you need. I need somebody to help me. I am the help that you need. I need somebody to comfort me. I am that. That's his name. Because everything Adam needed in that environment, God was that for him. The I am created the environment. So when the, they look at Jesus, Jesus says, wherever I go, I have no need. Because I am that. He raised people from the dead. He multiplied the bread. He could walk on water. He never needed transport. He could do what he could do because he was that. His name is I am. Whatever you need and your family needs, this is where we're going to. The infused life says, I am that. So here's the deal. Philemon chapter 4, uh, verse 4. There's only one chapter. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Philemon chapter 1, verse 4. I thank my God making mention of you always in my prayers. New King James Version. Tell your neighbor, pray for me, and I'll pray for you. Tell your neighbor, make mention of my name before the Lord. I thank my God making mention of you always in my prayers. Hearing of your love and your faith which you have toward the Lord Jesus and toward all the saints. That the sharing of your faith, please hear now your pastor today. The reason why people are feeling depressed and lonely and broke and that they don't have because they're not living an infused life. They've not taken the word of God and the presence of God and made it their own. He says your faith becomes effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing that is in you, in Christ Jesus. So if He is the I Am, when you use the word I am, whatever follows it, you are, because that's his name. He says, don't use my name in vain. What is his name? I am. Come on, say it's I am. So everything about the I am, anything that follows it, is what your life becomes. He says, don't use my name in vain. So when I say I am hectic, it multiplies in your life. I am so lonely. I am so depressed. You need to get out of that conversation because you're acknowledging every good thing that's in you in Christ Jesus. The I am on the inside of you lets you fuse your life. Is God confused? How can it be in you? How can it be within you that you don't know which way to go? Is God stuck? How can you be? You, I am teachable. I am changing. I'm walking in strength. Because my life is infused with God. Everything about my life is what it is because I've changed because of who He is. I am. Jesus says, I am. I am. 
So let's deal with Abraham. In Genesis chapter 15, God the great I am introduces himself to Abraham. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, do not be afraid, Abraham. What is it? How does God introduce himself? He says, I am. I am what? I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward, because I am. He introduces himself as I am. Verse 2. But Abraham said, Lord, what will you give me seeing? He says, I'm looking at my natural state. And I don't have a child. I go childless. And the, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. That means I have a plan in my house of how I can fix this thing. We can, you know, continue on this path. But I don't have my own. You know it. But I'm telling you now that we can make a, I can, I can make a plan. And my wife can even help me, give me the maid to sleep with. And we can then have and make a plan. Abraham said, look. You have given me no offspring. Indeed, no one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came saying to him, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Now look toward heaven. Here's your challenge. Here's your challenge. Your motivational speakers that you keep running to, the people in the world that you keep asking for help from, they go in, they give you nice motivational talks and they pay you and you're going to pay 5,000 rand to go and attend an hour session with them. And you can't pay your tithe. I'm just saying. You keep depending upon people. What are they going to give you? Seven steps to your vision. Can you see here's the vision? This is how your life's going to turn out. This is how you must treat people. And they, they give you this and they tell you to look because of vision principles. But not one of them have got the frame. You as a child of God, you're sitting with the frame of God's word. You are sitting with the frame of the I am in your life. The reason why God, before God can speak to Abraham to tell him to look, he's going to tell him I am. The introduction to the God, is, it's, it's not the principles. There are principles you can apply for life. What you have is different. You have the person of Christ. And you are living with the great I am. Your life cannot be like anybody else's life. You cannot fail in this life. Is God sick? You cannot be sick. You cannot stand at the entrance of your door, of, the, of your breakthrough and fall down. It's not going to happen to you. You're going to go through what you're going to go through because you have the great I am living on the inside of you. You are infused with God's strength. Please say amen. You have an anointing. You have it on the boardroom tables. You know which way to go. You're not like anybody else. Because you are living with the great I am. Ah. Christ came to restore the environment that Adam thrived in before the fall. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that's the environment you're looking for. That's the infused life you're looking for. Being in Christ. He's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Acts chapter 17 verse 28. 
Acts chapter 17, verse 28. For in Him, come on, read with me. For in Him, we live and move and have our being. You don't make a plan outside of Him. Because this is the environment. The Word of God is our environment. This is what Adam lived in. This is what made Adam fruitful. This is what Adam had no, he had no, no, no depression. He had no thought of failure on the inside of him. He was rooted in the Word of God. He had an environment concerning the Word. And everything about him meant that Adam couldn't fail. Now in him we live and move and have our being. Stop making a plan. Laying out all your plans. Now you're thinking, ah, oh yeah, I forgot to fast. Maybe I'll just go and ask the Lord at the end. Why didn't you ask him at the beginning? I, I said, why, why didn't you ask him at the beginning? Why didn't you seek his face at the beginning of a thing? I mean, this is the reason why for the last 10 years, you, you know, some people's lives have gone nowhere. Because every time they take two steps forward, then they fall behind again. Oh, this was the wrong move. Why? Driven by their flesh, their emotions, they get emotional. I mean, let me get of that. Colossians chapter 3 verse 13. This is where you must get to now. This is where you must get to. Colossians 3 verse 3, sorry. For you, come on read with me. And your life is where? You have a whole life in Christ. It's hidden there. If you do not fast, and you do not consecrate yourself, and you do not commit yourself to Christ, how are you going to know about this life that He has for you? How are you going to know, how, you know, how to navigate the spiritual things? The fasting life allows you to go and tap into a spiritual life that you've never had before. Please hear me again. This thing is not just for Pastor Max alone. This is for the whole church. This is for every single one of us. Amen. All right. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. Therefore, because there's a life, because there's a way that you need to function in this world, because life is more than an education, because life is more than just having a job and paying bills, because there's life that is more than you begging every single day and being broke, there's a life for you. He says, therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we've heard. Lest at any time we should let them slip. New King James Version, guys. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how, read with me, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation. How, how are you going to find another life? How are you going to get the breakthrough you're looking for? How are you going to find a way to walk in victory all the days of your life? How are you going to discover what your gift is? How are you going to know what the plan of God is? How are you going to hear the voice of God? How are you going to live your whole life living outside of the will of God, outside of the I am's environment? You don't have a choice but to go and beg for a job. Run to the banks. Beg, sleep with people that you don't even like. Not even your life partner. You have to live a life outside of the will of God. But those who trust in the Lord, man. Come on, is there anybody with me this morning? 
Psalms chapter 20 verse 7. We're not going to depend upon someone else. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. But what are we going to do? We will remember the name. What's the name of the Lord your God? Say it louder. Say it louder. So when I walk around now, now you should have 2020, you should at least have 40 I am's written down. If you were in service last week and you never wrote down 40 I am's, you're not being obedient to the word of God. You've got to write this down. For the, you need 40, at least 40. You're going to create, what, am I, what are you doing? You're surrounding yourself with the word of God. So wherever you walk, I'm waking up in the morning and I'm just hearing, I am strong in the Lord. Because my spirit man doesn't sleep and yours doesn't sleep. What are you doing? When you say, I am strong, brings the strength of the I am into your life. I am peaceful. Come on, I am healed. Come on, help me. Come on, you should at least have 10 I am's on your, on your hands. At least 10. You should be able to can say, I am I'm walking in victory. Come on, say it. Say I'm full of wisdom. Say I am anointed. Say I'm fruitful. I'm walking in victory all the days of my life. I'm the head. I'm above. I am favored. You should have the I am surrounding you. When you go and sleep, I am the righteousness of God. Come on, somebody. I am peaceful. I am kind. I am generous. You must say I'm kind. At least smile when you say I'm kind. Practice it. Practice it. Practice it. I'm happy. Because the Bible says happy is the man who's got wisdom. Did you get wisdom this morning? Then happy is the man who got wisdom. Clap your hands and thank the Lord this morning. I don't know what you need this morning. But you need to build an environment where anybody who comes to tell your children, Deacon is dumb and he's squirrel. You must have an environment that shuts that thing out that your children can say, I'll never be broke another day in my life. I'm walking in. Come on, let, let, the, let the weak say. Let the poor say. You were supposed to create the environment for God to move in. You were supposed to create an environment where God can come in and dwell amongst us. Let the Word of God richly indwell you. He says to Joshua, He says, Joshua, I'm sending you into a place. Now you've got to hear me, son. Meditate on my Word day and night. That you can make your way prosperous. Don't stop saying it day and night. Listen to Dr. Max. The doctor's giving you a prescription. This is what you take three times a day. I am 40 times. You get up when you want, you feel like you're hungry. You say, no, I am full. I'm getting filled by the Spirit of God. I don't need the Word. I don't need the world. I'm not being conformed to the world. I am walking in the Spirit. Come on, somebody walk with me this morning. I am wise. Say, I'm full of wisdom. Let, let, say it like you mean it. Because some of you, uh, you know, you've not said a, a single thing. Why? And now you're wondering why the enemy is taunting you. The enemy cannot... Job chapter 1. i got to end. Job chapter 1. Verse 1. It wasn't part of the scripture I gave you, but there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. 
not Job. If you want a job, we're going to pray for you. But his name was Job. And that man was blameless and upright and one who feared God and shunned evil. He created an environment. I'm praying for every man in this place. That you go into your house and you create an environment where the presence of God is always present. Where the hand of God is always upon you. When you walk into your business, that you're going to sense the I am when they walk through those doors. I don't know who I'm speaking to and preaching to this morning. But for every single man, when you walk through the doors, there must be peace everywhere. There must be joy everywhere. You must create an environment. May you be the God-fearing man that a woman will come and come and live with you and come and get married to you and that you create an environment environment where your children can walk in victory all the days of your life. Not to bring drugs and alcohol and pornography and, and slackness into your home. But every single day, he was a man who feared God and shunned evil. May you have the grace. One of the words you've got to put on your I am's is that I am pure. I'm walking in purity. I'm walking in integrity. That's part of your I am's. You will not stumble anymore. The enemy can't trip you up anymore. Why? It's not your strength that you're going to resist this temptation. It's going to be by the strength of the Holy Spirit. I'm infused with God's strength. You know how useless I was before I came into the kingdom of God. You know how, how, how I used to speak and where I used to hang and, 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 and the gambling addiction and all that. What gives you the resistance against addictions? The I am. You change. You're not the same. You, I said you're not the same. You can walk in purity. You can walk in victory all the days of your life. You can walk away from temptation. You can get up from that bed and say, I'm not sleeping with you again. You're going to have to put the ring on it. Why? I am strong in the Lord. I am not weak. Oh, but pastor, you know our flesh. You are more than a flesh. You are born of the Spirit. You are not driven by circumstances. The flesh will not control you. You are son of a living God. You're going to have to clap your hands this morning and begin to believe that you are better than who you are are right now verse 2 next verse next verse Job chapter 1 verse 2 next verse he had seven sons three daughters were born to him also his possessions were 7,000 sheep 3,000 camels 500 yoke of oxen 500 female donkeys so that this man was the greatest of all the people of the East. Doesn't know Jesus, fears God, shuns evil. His sons would go to feast in their houses, each on his appointed day, and would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. So it was when the days of feasting had run their course that Job would, would send and sanctify them. You'd know that God will only receive a, a gift. You, you know, we've got to sanctify ourselves before the Lord. And he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus, Job did regularly offering your body, your family, your life. Bring them before the Lord. Look at the results of a sacrifice. There was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan also came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? And so Satan said to the Lord, from going to and fro on the earth. 
and from walking back and forth on it. And the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? Wow. That there's none like him on the earth, a blameless and an upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. May we find that kind of men amongst us. Women, we're going to pray for your husbands. We're going to pray for men in the season. That we, I'm telling you now, pornography cannot have its final say over our people. I'm watching how it's taking women out. I'm watching how it's taking men out. I'm watching how people are losing their destiny because of this thing. They're losing their minds because of this thing. They're losing their families because of it. But you're a man who fears God and shuns evil. You're a God-fearing man. When you wake up in the morning, you're going to speak about your husband. He's a God-fearing man. You're going to pray over him. You say he's a God-fearing man. Hallelujah. And you're going to help yourself this morning. Say, I'm a God-fearing man. Do all the men say it like you ate something. Say, I am a God-fearing man. Not I'm a God. I am a God-fearing man. So Satan answered the Lord and said, does Job fear God for nothing? Listen. Satan never, Job never sinned. God started the trouble. Some of you don't realize the trouble you were in, God started it. He was bragging on you. Sometimes I'm such deep trouble, I say, God, stop bragging so much on me, man. Get me out of this nonsense. Listen to how powerful this is. He says, have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? Oh my God. Oh my God. Guys, the four of you, come. Come. Levi, come. Come. Come, son. Oh, you, okay, it's fine. You, you, you stay there. You can surround me. Hold each other's hands. Put me in the middle. He says, Have you not hedged this boy in? Come on, Sean. Try and come in. No, 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 my man. You can't touch my home. Why? I'm, I'm surrounded by the great I am. I, I'm surrounded, I'm surrounded. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by Him. You can't touch my home. You can't touch my family. You can't touch my mind. You can't touch my life. Shout yes! It may look like I'm surrounded. And that wherever I go, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Wherever I go, wherever I go, Whatever I put my hands to, it must prosper. Why? I'm surrounded by the great I am. Wherever I look, wherever I travel, whatever business I put my hands to, wherever I go, I have the favor of the Lord upon my life. What you gonna do to me? What you gonna do to me? I'm surrounded by the great I am. I'm surrounded. He says I can't touch him. Because you put a hedge around him. What you gonna do when you're sitting with the environment of the I am? Satan says, I can't touch them. If you do not build this around you, you see, the reason why you need 40 is because when I'm weak, I come to this I am. And I say to myself, 
I am strong. I am strong. I'm strong in the Lord. I'm infused with the life of God. Oh, I don't have, I need a breakthrough. I am that to you, son. I'm walking in a breakthrough all the days of my life. Everywhere I go, I am, there's a breakthrough on every side. Oh, I need the favor of the today, Lord. Oh, oh, that's what I am. I am full of the favor of God. The hand of God's upon my life. I am favored of the Lord. I am. And God says, I am that. Oh God, I need wisdom. Today I need wisdom. God says, I am. If you say I am wisdom, and I'm full of wisdom, I am that to you. Hallelujah. I am healing. Whatever you need, son. When I stand before the Lord, today I feel sick. My body, the enemy is attacking me. I wake up in the morning and I say, I am healed. What have I done? I put a hedge around me and around my family. And anybody in my circle is walking with the anointing. Everybody that's involved in my life, my family, my home, people on a plane might not even know Christ because I am in that plane. You can't shoot it down. You can't stop it. It can't fail. Why? I am that whatever you need. He says I am. The question is this morning, what is your confession? Because the enemy will make you feel something. Anytime, give me a moment. Anytime I start to stay, stay, stay close. Keep yours, keep yours, keep, come closer here. Just give me a gap, the two of you. Anytime I say, I'm never going to amount to anything. Whose word was that? You've just opened a door for Satan to come in and to torment your life. Are you listening to your pastor? The reason why you can't be driven by your emotions and led by the Spirit is because I put, I'm sealed, I'm covered. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, listen, listen, listen. You can't talk about abiding and not saying. The Bible says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord. Not Pastor Max will say. I must say of the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you. A thousand will fall at my side. Ten thousand at my right hand. But it shall not come near me. Is there anybody who understands me?
the word of God this morning. Is there anybody who's going to rejoice this morning and bless the Lord?